Hey everyone, welcome back to Behind Hollywood. Today's episode is one that I am so excited to share with you all. For this episode, I was joined by Alec Elliott, who is a director, writer, producer, and my former acting coach. This conversation we had was incredible, and everything Alec had to say was so insanely insightful, not just for aspiring actors or entertainment professionals, but for people in general, and it was honestly just such a good conversation. Hello, how are you? I am doing very well. How about yourself? I am doing great. It is really early, but I'm doing as great as I can this early. I, I you know what? I can also say, uh, yeah, I don't want to say half capacity, but I'll say three quarters because there's definitely 25. It'll probably kick in in the next, you know, 20 half hour or so. Yeah. Okay, before we, before we dive into the juicy topics, I guess, can you introduce yourself yeah. for people who... I have no clue who you are. I've never heard of you before. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm David Beckham. I am married to Posh Spice. I, uh, I'm completely kidding. Uh, I'm Alec Elliott. Um, I'm a writer, director, producer. Um, I'm from Oakville. I grew up here, uh, which is where I am right now. Um, but I attended Toronto Metropolitan University, which is where I believe you are right now. Um, I was, yeah, I was there four years. Um, after I graduated there, I spent four years in Los Angeles studying at the Groundlings, which is like an improv uh, academy. Uh, and yeah, I did that for about four years. And then ever since then, I've been working with um, Max Agency has created its own production company called uh, Camera On Productions, which is uh, where I work as like a writer, producer, like all that stuff. And then I actually have my own company, which I've been running, oh man, 12, 12 years or so called Ralston Rye. And like anything that I create uh, is, you know, out of there technically too. So, yeah. That's that's my that's my bio, I guess. It's awesome. So mm -hmm. you you also so you teach classes for Max Agency mm -hmm. clients, I guess, um, which is actually how we met. Yeah. Um, yeah. I took I took your classes last mm -hmm. last summer, like a year. Ago. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think it was a little over a year ago because you were just heading back to school at that point. Yeah, I've actually yeah. I've been wanting to take classes again. Don't, well, hey. I didn't, I didn't cold turkey because I, I said to you the last time I spoke to you that I was going to take more classes, yep. but they just, they never lined up with my schedule. Yep. So I was like. Well, <laughs> the beautiful part about the classes and the beautiful part about creativity is that it is ongoing and never ending. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I start new classes every month, um, all levels. I am currently in the midst of designing like a new level because I have a lot of people that have taken my first two. And now this one's like, you know, kind of summation of like what the, the first two were. So. Oh, so it's kind of like, like an in-between the, the second and the yeah. third level. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's like, that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, yeah. I've actually, I've been wanting to take classes like literally since the last one that I took, mm -hmm. but they just never lined up since I moved back home. Yeah. So if you ever do classes on Sundays, I'll be there. But if they're not Sundays, I can't really be there. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Every Sunday, uh, as I say, there's at least one intermediate, one beginner, and then the newest class is advanced, which is actually six or six classes in the in the final class 
you perform in front of like your friends and family. So there's a live performance aspect to it, uh, which in my opinion is, is the most important part um, of performing because if you're not doing it in front of people that you don't know, you're not going to have the same, uh, you know, experience uh, that, you know, if it's the same people every time you grow, you it grow or you grow comfortable. Right. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's completely different when you're performing in front of people that you're comfortable with. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even like yeah. in your classes where it's the same people every week. Yeah. yeah. You get, you get used to it. It's like not so challenging anymore, but you have to have that element of like fear that they're going to judge you. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and again, the, it's all about ego, right. That oh, you, yeah. It, it, it's it performance is so much uh you know the people that are most nervous are most or ner- not necessarily most nervous about performing but how people are going to react to them performing and that is you know i say to people that if you want to get stronger like you know if you want stronger arms you go to the gym you lift weights right whereas if you want to be a better performer there's literally a muscle in your brain that every time you're performing you're exercising that muscle that's getting bigger and bigger and bigger so that you know you get to a point where you can just walk into any room and just be like yeah what's up i'm here you know so it's it's and it's very liberating like i um i i can say without question that for the longest time you know i didn't see or fully understand the impact that doing improv continuously has on you and it just becomes like second nature uh you know even for like i'll give you an example like for today right that like i can have have a conversation with you effectively just using a yes and method that i don't need to sit there for you know a half an hour to an hour before every conversation that i have with somebody that's saying like okay we're going to cover this we're going to cover this i want to make sure right like it's it is it's in a very very effective method of thinking because it it teaches you not to freeze up right that you can just keep going and going and going and that's why it, to me it's it's not even important uh to do improv as a performer but just as a life skill that if you talk in front of a lot of people or if you're in management sales whatever it's so in my opinion important to have because you know it's it's such an effective communication method yeah i agree with that 100 percent. even after yeah. the how many classes did i do i did like a total of eight weeks yeah, classes. yeah. you were um, there the whole summer yeah yeah i literally i spent my summer weekends i couldn't party too much because i had to wake up at 8 a.m <laughs> every Beautiful sunday life. Um, life over 30, (laughs) but you learn, you learn so much from doing that stuff. And honestly, like, like you said, it's, it's good for not just people who want to get into acting. It's good for like, just general. Like, I also feel like I've had this conversation with someone randomly recently about how, you know, how public figures like celebrities are media trained. Yeah. Yeah. Media training is literally just learning how to improv. Like it's literally just improv classes. And it's, it's, it's almost like giving yourself permission to be you that if you, if you come from like a strict family or you have like a group of friends, that's very, very critical, right. That you can be a person who's very reserved in what they say. Like, I, I know a ton of people that, you know, when they talk, they'll say like, oh, sorry, you know, that's not what I mean. Or, you know, um, didn't mean it like that or. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And you're kind of like, why? You know, like, don't 
don't be afraid to to voice like you know you that that people really i think do censor themselves a little too much because we do we live in a very very aggressively liberal society right so yeah mm-hmm. so I guess diving into the juicy topics. Yeah. You yeah. wrote and directed a feature film called We Did It. I did. Can you talk a bit about this film, like what it's about and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, I, one of my favorite ta- or quotes of all time, uh, and I, it's funny, I can't remember who said it. I'm just going to say it's anonymous, uh, is that we're essentially all trying to entertain ourselves till we die, right? Um, that you, excuse me, as an artist, you know, you want to get emotion, but also like you want to, you want to pull people in that like my, um, I had a friend when I was going to Toronto Metropolitan University, uh, Ryerson, who worked at Vice for a bit. And I remember I had a conversation with this guy um, but I was like, how do you guys do your programming? Like what, what type of show would you, would you bring on to, you know, device network? And he said, we would only bring on a TV show that no other network would. And I was like, that's an interesting model. Um, to which I kind of said that, like, you know, I'd done a lot of sketch comedy. I'd done a lot of, uh, like music videos and stuff for the latter part of my career that I said, you know, when I make my first movie, I want it to be something that nobody has done before. Like I want, I want to pull people in right from like the pitch. Okay. So the way that I pitched this movie is it's a completely new genre that I, in the last Oh boy, I'm going to say decade or so, um, you know, it was like anybody who, who was in, uh, you know, paying attention to mainstream culture that I became very, very into true crime, uh, true crime documentaries that the jinx on HBO, um, my favorite one of all time. It's actually my favorite movie of all time. It's called OJ made in America. Um, and they are just really, really in-depth looks at crime cases right um i mean oj it spans several decades but like the jinx the life and death of robert durst um you know was this very very intricate confusing in-depth uh true crime story about this guy who was linked to three murders and you more or less have to make the judgment is this guy just like really unlucky at jinx or is he a murderer right so that 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 concept really really intrigued me. That like I think it was four episodes long, um, and you know I, I I have so many conversations with you know brighter minds than myself, uh, just discussing scripts and you know vices that work, etc. 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 And in this case, I said you know someone said to me, if you want to write a good story ask a question within the first five minutes of the movie and don't answer it for an extended period of time, because that's how you get people right. That like the best movies, people want to know, you know, who was the murderer? Um, You know, who's the father, you know, will they stay together? Will they, whatever. So I, I wanted to create, you know, a, uh, 
a world that you're you're ultimately questioning reality. So what I did was is I filmed this movie like a true crime documentary, which is you know newspaper headlines, you know um, freaking uh, you know crime scene photos, uh, interviews with people that were all um, associated with the person who was killed, um, but that the story itself is not true. Like I use real cities, I use real events that would like more or less get people to believe that this world again is true, but then blur the line just enough that, uh, you know, it's not real. So the, the, the whole idea of this movie is about, you know, two brothers uh, who uh, their friend was murdered and, you know, they're filmmakers, whatever, and they're trying to put together the pieces of who killed her. Um, so, as I say, like that, the story itself is not uh, true, but the circumstances are, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that 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 was my, um, you know, in, in the first couple of screenings that I had with people, the, you know, I would stop it right before the reveal of who the murderer was and i would say who did it right and i'd be like who do you think did it? who do you who do you right and i would literally keep a tally because i wanted to see you know if we could fool people long enough um and i would say like i think of the first 30 people who saw it only one person guessed it and and i i, I think the only reason they guessed is because i told them but you know <laughs> that's and that that to me was cool because that that to me uh, or at least implies somewhat decent writing because, you know, people didn't pick up on it. So. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's cool. I, I haven't seen the movie, but I, I want to, like, I, I can't yeah. like, cause like I, I was taking your classes when you were making the movie. So yeah. I heard like, like every week you would start the class and like update us on filming and how it was going. And I'm like, that sounds so cool. It was, you know what it was, it was, it was very exciting. And especially because it was right around the time that uh, lockdown was lifting. Yeah. So, you know, everybody had been cramped up for like at least a year and, you know, to be able to go out and do that, uh, it was, you know, it was a blessing. It really was. Yeah. So shout outs to my boss for that. P.S. So this is your first feature film that you did. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was it like making a full-on movie as opposed to smaller projects that you've done prior to this it was overwhelming it really was and i i don't think well you know what and, and to to you know take that a step further i i you know i i don't think it would have been as overwhelming if i hadn't been coming off of literally a year of doing nothing that like i i remember in December, like we filmed the movie in August and September. Um, and I did like the first cut and screening of it at the end of November of, of last year. And in December, like I burnt out. Like I was like, there was like two weeks I was in bed, like just, and, and that's like that again, because I don't, I don't think I had stamina because again, I was inside sleeping every day, you know, the gyms were closed, you couldn't exercise and like, um, that, yeah, like, I think that I, 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 it was more than I expected, but I would be very intrigued to, to have kind of seen, um, you know, if, if the same sort of thing would have happened, if, 
you know, I, I'd been like continuously on the go, but, um, yeah, it, it was, uh, <laughs> I, it, let, let's put it this way. The, the fulfillment that came from that first, you know, the premiere, it, it, it wasn't even like a, like a feeling of like excitement. It was just like a, like, uh, like just lifting almost like a, I don't even know the right word, just a weight off because like, it's, it's something I've wanted to do forever. Right. And to, to finally now have, um, you know, not only a movie, but one that has gotten like, you know, a, a, at least a little bit of success as far as like festivals go, it really does. It, it takes you from, at least in my opinion, being an amateur to a professional because, you know, amateur wise, like amateurs make sketches and amateurs can make like short films, etc. But like to actually write, direct, produce, you know, a full feature length movie, it's it, it is. And especially when you have, you know, you're using other people's money to do it. There, there is a very, very real pressure involved. But, you know, I have the saying like pressure is privilege, right? That like there's a reason why you're there. Um, and that's why, like, I, I, I say to, you know, freaking everybody that to be successful in this industry, you have to treat it like sports, right? That like all those years of editing, all those years of putting together casts, you know, it, that this was now it, like, I wasn't nervous because I'd done it so many times before, but the, the extent of it. And as I say, coming out of the lockdown was, was definitely not something that I had prepared for. But that in future, like now, now that I, I know how to do it, like it's it is it's very, very exciting, like because, you know, you're um, I'm trying to think of the, the right way to put it, like the, the arts are, are, are such a, a hard egged crack. And like if you can ever put yourself in a position where you're actively making it your job, like you've done or at least in my opinion, like there's 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 something to be said for that. So. Yeah, I agree with that 100 percent. So all of your work is done, like you said, alongside Max Agency. Yeah. What is it like working with just these actors? Like you obviously have formed <coughs> close relationships with the actors that you obviously like have seen the most, but it's you're yeah. working with a certain range of actors as opposed to the whole the whole world. Yeah. So first of all, what made you choose to do that for your career? And second of all, what's that like? Um, I mean, the choice comes from a couple things. The, the first one being that in my opinion, Hollywood is so diluted in the actor program because you see the same people over and over again, not because they're good actors, but because they have good agents. Oh yeah. Um, that, you know, for this, every single person in the movie was taken directly from the classes that I teach, which, you know, cuts out that middleman of having to go out completely um, clueless as far as to who or what you want. Um, you know, that I, I started writing the script in 2016 back when I was still living in Los Angeles and I didn't finish it until the actual pandemic um, 
so, you know, the people that I had originally thought that I was going to cast in it back when I started writing it then, you know, had no bearing now. Uh, so I, I really did start from scratch, but when I had to kind of sit down and say like, okay, who do I want? Who do I want here? It, it all fell into place because I'd already seen people who fulfilled the criteria for each role. And, and, and I think the most, you know, beautiful part of the entire process was how on the shooting days, because we all knew each other, because we'd worked each other, you know, with each other before there were no nerves. Right. And if anything, it, it, it improved their performance because I was literally the person to show them, you know, effective ways to be better. Um, and that, that, as I say, is, is something that I don't think uh any slash many of productions have because it it usually is the casting director brings in you know all the um the potential people that they want for the role and then the director is like i like them i like them i like them but they've probably never met them before right that there is a very human element to creating it this way because it it doesn't just feel like business like it feels like no like this is actually like um you know somebody that you've connected with somebody who you uh literally have helped become where they're at and gotten them to this position and now you're going to help them you know rip it a new asshole uh so that that's that as i say is very very cool and that's why i am so blessed to be in the position that I'm in because, you know, you really do um, for the last, at least since I've been with Max, which is, you know, the beginning of 2019, so almost four years, you know, every person that has signed up with the company, I get a chance to witness. Uh, so I, I really do get to kind of pick and choose, you know, the people that come in the strongest or have put the most into their career this far, this far um, that I can now, uh, you know, put them right into the process. So, yeah. And you're also like, you're a key role in their success also. Yeah. Yeah. No, I obviously see people who are like, you have something, you, the industry deserves to have you in it and you get to pick people, I guess, who you can be a part of their career and influence well, that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like it's, it's funny because like I originally, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be, on Saturday Night Live. Like, I love that whole concept of, you know, a, a variety ensemble of people that kind of like, you know, each person brings their own formula, I guess you could say, of comedy um, into something bigger, bolder, and better. Um, but I would say now I'm effectively doing the same thing, but just not on like the comedic level that like, you know, Saturday night or uh, Saturday night live, of course, is run by Lauren Michaels and Lauren Michaels. That's all he does. Right. He goes around. He's just like, I think you're talented. I think you're talented. Come be part of my production. You know, I can't pay you a lot, but I'll get you to the next level. I'll get you that experience. I'll get you that exposure. Um, and that's, you know, more or less what I, I am aiming. And, you know, I'm, I'm like to think that I'm in the process of building. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've also yeah. like, like, again, like through being in your classes, I got to see how it happens and see how yeah. you essentially like shape these amazing actors 
but yeah, I get to see how it, um, how you work with these actors. And it's honestly amazing. Like you definitely have like a skill I there. That. Yeah. Well, and I, as I say, it just comes from like, what, like when I was living in, in, uh, in the States, I would be doing improv at least twice a week uh, and watching people do improv and perform live at least three, four times a week. Right. And that, that just, you know, you are what you, you know, or you're, you're a product of your environment that like, again, like I, that was the most um, effective and it, at least in my opinion, um, most effective and like biggest impact to my career as far as understanding and watching, you know, what these elite performers were doing to be so successful in their performances. Right. And like, this is people like, you know, not to freaking name drop, but it's the truth. Like, um, these are people like Heidi Gardner and Mikey day who are now both, uh, on Saturday night live. Um, you know, this is like, Matt Cook, who was on, um, he just finished a show, Man with a Plan, with Joey Tribbiani from Friends. Like, these are these are industry elite, um, and that's why, like, I, it, at least in my opinion, I have so much confidence, you know, in what I do because I did. I learned from the best, right? Um, and and I've always been of the mindset, you know, like I said, kind of that sports mentality that it's like, well, if you're not going to at least compete to try to be the best, like, why are you even doing this? So exactly. So, um, we did it is premiering this month at the great Canadian horror film festival. You did, betcha. I, did I get the name right? <laughs> First yes, of all, okay, that's, a, that's a tongue twister, especially yeah. at this hour. Um, yes. so what are film festivals and what do they do for films? So film festivals, it's, it's crazy. They are, um, they're like, (laughs) they're almost just like, um, dating circuits that if you, you know, if you have a film that you want to get out there and you don't have a distributor yet, AKA, um, you know, you don't have something like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, um, that you, want to either find a distributor or find you know somebody to kind of take your film to the next level um it's a great way for that to happen that like they uh usually all have like winners you know some of them uh, very few of them don't so i mean if your film wins it's a huge 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 uh you know push as far as marketing publicity goes uh for what you've created um, almost every single film festival has a tie in to like either a, uh, newspaper, news outlet, et cetera, that they're, they're literally just designed for publicity. Um, but for all of them, you do have to submit. So there is like, uh, you know, people who judge them. And that's another big thing that if you are, um, submitting to some of the bigger ones they do have celebrity uh judges guests uh hosts or sorry not hosts but you know what i mean like a judge um but the if you are somebody that's like intrigued and wants to know more about them there's a website that's called film freeway and film freeway shows you every single uh festival that's going on in the world and 
it shows you which one qualifies to be like part of um, like the Oscars. Like technically the Oscars is just a film festival, right? Um, it just has like a, a unique name. Uh, but yeah, like a, a festival is more or less just like a competition. And like, you know, your, your objective in each of them is to get as many people to see your movie as possible um, and, you know, get good feedback. So, um, yeah, like the, I, I really, really encourage anybody who wants to make a movie or has made a movie to check out film freeway. So you can kind of get a guise of like what they offer. Like, you know, some of the big ones around the world are like Cannes, Tribeca, like Toronto international film festival, of course, was just here. Um, but yeah, they're, they're more or less like, uh, mixers that if you have a product uh you know that you're releasing a lot of people wait for festivals to release them um i mean unless you know you're marvel and you release something like bi-weekly in theaters now but uh yeah. yeah that's that's more or less like what uh you know the the basis of them are that any any young filmmaker who's like looking to start out and get their name for themselves as soon as you make something just start submitting it like yeah so what do you wish to achieve with We Did It premiering at this festival? Um, <laughs> I want, um, I want everyone to fall in love with me, obviously, <laughs> and just see what an incredible gift I am to this world. Um, no, I mean, honestly, the, uh, Anybody who goes into these things, you know, saying that they don't wish to attain some sort of fame, credibility, um, you know, it would be lying to themselves that you, oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I say to people, you know, even when they start that class is why are you doing this? Like, who are you trying to, uh, or, you know, who or what are you trying to prove something to? Um, and, you know, I, I'm straight up with people that I'm like, anytime I make something, there's usually a girl I want to show, right? That I'll be like, hey, like, come check this out. Like, I... Uh, Look at this, this movie all, I made. Yeah, this is all from my brain. So, whatever. Uh, but no, honestly, at this point, the biggest thing, like, I, I, I do it because I want to make my parents proud and because obviously I want to do well at my job. That I am competitive. Like, I, I want to... I want to be, if not the best at what I do, competing to be the best. So I would say that's probably my answer. Awesome. So when and where can people watch We Did It and see it for themselves eventually? <laughs> so start uh, October 24th in uh, Toronto at the Great Canadian Horror Film Festival, which is at the, um, uh, the Royal Cinema. Uh, then after that, we're entered literally into about 30 different festivals right now. Oh um, and as you know, fingers crossed, they are accepted or declined. Um, I'll be posting on my own social media people to people where and when they can see them because I mean, there's one in Vancouver, you know, there's a couple in the states, like I think there's one in LA. Um, but if you follow me on Ralston Rye uh, on Instagram, all the information's there. Um, and then eventually it's going to be streamed uh, on Amazon, but I just don't know when that's going to be. I got to wait for the film festival stuff to wrap up. And then, yeah, that uh, it will eventually be available online. Let's put it that way. 
Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. so basically like when you wrap up with all the, your little festival tour, I guess. You betcha. You betcha. <laughs> then people can watch it on Prime. You know it. You know it. That's awesome. I cannot wait to watch the movie. Um, I'll definitely be watching it. I might go to the the festival. I don't know. I'm kind of, I went to TIFF and now I'm obsessed with film festivals. <laughs> yeah. No, so they're, they're, they're incredible. Like, as I say, they're just, they're very, very, it's cool to be in an environment where everybody appreciates and is kind of doing the same thing, you know, like you're yeah. almost like a creative fishbowl. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. No, I'm on this like film festival high right now after going to TIFF yeah. and I'm like, I need to be, I need to be there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much again, Alec, for taking the time to chat. Make sure you follow the podcast wherever you're listening right now so you never miss a new episode. And be sure to check out our social media at Behind Hollywood Prod. That's Behind Hollywood, P-R-O-D, for more content from us. We will also be posting when Alec's film We Did It comes out on our accounts so you can keep up to date with that. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.